0: Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up?
1: Just chilling in North Carolina. Weather's 90 degrees. Um, just, just having a good time. How about you?
0: I'm good. I just got back to Chicago. Um, honestly, haven't been doing much, but watching Formula One, listening to podcasts, going to the lake by myself. Um yeah honestly i'm chilling i'm having a good time it
1: sounds like you know how writers go through like their like writing phase where they just like do shit by themselves and they're like mad broody and watch sports and facetime people
0: wait literally me right now because i'm going through a drought because like basically all my pitches are being rejected right now so every day i wait and my inbox is just like sorry unfortunately we're gonna have to pass on this one but honestly, Damn I'm like, it. it's okay. It's not me. You should. It's them. You should. And I am a novel. going that. Dude, I was actually talking about this with my mom, and I was like, I think I could write a book. I feel like I could write a book. If all these other hoes can write a book, I can definitely write a book before thirty. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Can you make it fiction though? And I don't really like nonfiction books. No, I, like, I don't know if I'd read like, it if it was nonfiction. I
0: don't think I'm. No, I would not write like a fiction book. I would write like. Like a book of like essays or like thoughts.
1: Yeah, that might basically that might skip from me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine because my dad will buy like fifty copies. I don't need yours. <laughs> uh, you know, like I feel like I could definitely write a book. I have full confidence. I feel like if I do stop, if I do something like this, or I'm just like vibing, chilling by myself kind of wandering a book will come to me
1: sounds good well good luck writing your book but we're gonna have someone on the show today who actually completed a project so (laughs) today we are going to be talking to ram thomas over in arnold palmer
0: great let's get into it But for today's drink, I actually chose an Arnold Palmer because um, I feel like an Arnold Palmer is my favorite flavor of Twisted Tea. And also it is, I feel like, honestly, a great combination um, of two drinks a lemonade and an iced tea. I feel like it's kind of weird because you usually think like, why would I combine two well-known drinks? But an Arnold Palmer, I feel like really works in this situation. Um, And I really like it. I think it's really refreshing. And I know that is an opinion that usually doesn't come from me, but you know, (laughs) surprise.
1: Yeah. I, I like fresh Arnold Palmer like I like when you have iced tea mixed with lemonade to me the ones like out of the cans always taste a lot like chemicals which is why I can never like totally get behind them because I feel like especially the Arizona Arnold Palmer is like those to me like you know there's mad chemicals and mad sugar and all of it but I feel like in the Arnold Palmer you can especially taste it but generally the idea of Arnold Palmer fantastic but I I don't buy them in stores a lot because, and I they it's always just the Arizona one and the Snapple one into me, just a little too much icky taste, you know.
0: So is the Arnold Palmer, and I know we should have looked this up before. Is it related to the Arnold, the golfer, Arnold Palmer? Yeah, it's a named after. Oh, okay. So he would often request... on the request- can. <laughs> Okay, well, formally, he would often request and drink this beverage combination. There you go. Thank you, Arnold Palmer. Oh, he looks really boring. Familiar, really. Maybe a great golfer. I don't know. Um, anyways, while um, we... Well- <laughs> While we're drinking this extraordinary Arnold Palmer, we will be interviewing Mexican filmmaker Ram Thomas, who is one of the directors of the short film La Bestia. Um, La Bestia is a short film um, about a young Mexican smuggler and a little girl who travel illegally on top of cargo train called La Bestia. Um, And the film is um, around eight minutes long. And it's just so beautifully done. And within those eight minutes, you really get attached to the two characters, um, their storyline, and also the animations that are obviously so carefully thought out. And we're just really excited to interview Rom not only to talk about animation as a process as a whole, um, but also sort of the intentionality between the decisions in the music, um, the animations, the drawings, as well as the metaphor um, he uses to tell this um, common story.
1: Yeah, I can't emphasize enough. Like I agree with everything Teresa said, really, really beautiful film, very easy to watch and available on YouTube. So there's no reason not to watch it.
0: Also, the film won the Best Student Film at the Annie Awards, um, which is really huge promotion for the short.
1: Definitely. Beautiful film. Um, Should we call him up right now?
0: Yeah, let's call him up.
2: Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi.
1: Thank you so much for being with us. Um, And our first question was just, We knew that you have a background in drawing, painting, and music. Um, And what made you want to make the transition at first into going into animation
2: and film? Okay. Well, first, I want to apologize in advance because my English is not the best, so I have strong accent. I hope it's it's okay for all your listeners. Oh, my God, Uh, of course. No no worries. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, well, yes, uh, I... I don't know. I mean, I think everybody that that draws, uh, like everybody starts when like uh, an, at a very young age. So I guess it was always with me, the same as music and 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 painting. It and I always loved cinema, but I never I never saw it as a as something for me because I, I I remember when I was a little kid and and even a teenager. I I, I remember. For me it was like oh the, the people that make movies they they they, they probably are super smart and I, I don't think that I'm that smart and then later on I realized that no you actually don't need to be that smart <laughs> so so yeah so actually that I guess I don't know it was a little bit of um, a casualty I would say because you know animation especially animation in cinema it's the is where everything comes together you know I mean drawing music and, and storytelling and everything and since I always loved movies I think when I was a little bit less scared about it I think I, I got the the okay let's try this maybe you know.
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like um, I I understand also like I love film but I feel like just like coming up with, like, a concise story is so hard for me. And also, it's, like, scary jumping into film. So I guess, it's like, at what point did you, like, have the courage to, like, completely pursue this new thing and have the confidence to, like, turn your drawings into, like, moving um, images and storylines?
2: Yeah, if I, if I have to be very specific, actually, when I was in Mexico, I got hired in a studio where they... It it was the worst experience ever, <laughs> and you're not supposed to say this, but uh, actually it's okay because that studio doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but uh, it, you know, in Mexico is a very small industry right now in animation and in cinema as well. But at that time, it was even smaller, and uh, I got it. I got there, and everybody I don't know. I guess you know everybody was trying to make something inside. The, worth it of, of, of the company and everything but even the company didn't didn't have the the, the experience to do that it was it was weird it was the, oh, an awful it was very awful so but anyway so what i wanted to say is that that there, there i realized hey if these people can do this maybe i can <laughs> i can too t- t- I, I guess that was my realization of you know people that obviously they don't have an a, an idea how to do this are trying so maybe I can try, you know. And, and actually, that was my first time trying animation. They hired me. <laughs> they gave me the, the, the animator, uh, you know, position without animating in my life. Like I said, I don't know how to animate. And they say, ah, you're hired. And say, okay. So then I, I, I tried for the, like, it was the most intense three months of my life. Because that, <laughs> that was all the time I, I was in Three months and then the, the the company got in bankruptcy so but i guess it was so intense that i i i learned that it was okay not to not to be an expert to do things but i also it was also like yeah well if they can do it maybe i can try at least
1: definitely that sounds like a wild <laughs> experience <laughs> um and I know um, you've worked a lot in short film and I was wondering what you see as some of the advantages of short film being as compared to a feature film or maybe like a more narrative focus, like um, maybe a TV show or something like that. What do you think short film provides?
2: Well, actually, I will say that every format of uh, visual or animation or cinema, I think I mean, in the result, I don't think that it changed too much, but I think it changed in the, in the way, in the difficulty. For example, I think if you're making a movie, it's harder in a way that, that is longer to make and it's very tiring and it's, it's a lot of resources and everything, but making a short film, it's harder in a way because you have to condense everything in, in, in just a, you know, a few minutes. And so it, it kind of gets harder in a different way, but I will say if you succeed in any in whatever format you are using, I think it doesn't change too much the effect at the end. I mean, what you want to try to do at the end is to convey emotion and 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 and, and make people wonder or, or, or you know get emotional or, or get people scared or whatever you want to do. So you can you can do that with any format, but I will say. In short film, I think it, okay, yeah, I think in short film you 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 can you can take more risk, because usually uh, if you want to make a movie or, or or you get hired as an animator is, it's something that is already planned and there's you know because if you're making a movie that means that someone or is invested in this project or it's your money or whatever so you have to you want your money back at the end so you cannot take too much risk because you know there's money involved in a short film even the even if there's money involved it's not that much i mean you can you could make a short film without too much money and and you can take any risk that you want so i i would say that that's the big advantage of, of short films
0: yeah. And like moving into um, your short film, La Bestia, is that how you pronounce it? I feel like I'm pronouncing it wrong. La Bestia. <laughs> La Bestia. Okay. Yes. Um, so can you kind of tell us um, where you got the idea from, not only like the story itself, but like how you wanted to convey it um, in those like seven, eight minutes?
2: Yes. Um, well, this is a thing that happens in Mexico, uh, I mean the, the real thing, the train. And when I was living there, uh, I, I used to see the train from time to time with people. And I guess I will say, I always say when, 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 when I get a question like this, that I don't think that the concept is like the greatest idea in the world. It's not like any person that lives in Mexico that does animation. Will come across with this idea of oh let's make this train transform into a monster because the nickname of the train in Mexico is the Beast right so it's kind of it's not too hard you know it's not rocket science but so what I wanted what I wanted to do is to make this a story that takes place there but that is about a character so so it doesn't become it is kind of easy to come up with but at the same time it doesn't rely on the subject. So it's more about the two characters than the train itself. So I, that that was the ambition. And yeah, I mean, and also I will say that sometimes if you see cinema in, well, animation in Mexico, especially, you get the subjects that, are, that we feel more proud about, you know, like the, the Day of the Dead, the Mayas, the folklore, all of this nice colorful stuff, which is which is very important and is very nice. But but I was wondering why, or maybe not wondering, but I was trying to to maybe take something that I that I don't feel very proud of and try to put it in a way that can be perceived like it's a problem. But when you see I hope that when you see the film, you don't you're you not thinking only about that bad thing that like you are actually, if you see the film is obviously what they are doing, I mean, traveling in the train is illegal, you know, it's in, in and of itself is bad, but I hope you, you kind of understand what, why they're doing that. And, and it becomes a little bit more blurry, you know? So it's not about too much that, uh, oh, it's illegal or it's wrong or, or whatever, you know, it's more blue. It's, it's blurred. So, I was trying to do that.
1: Definitely, that makes a lot of sense and it really came through. And on that note of, you were just kind of talking about Pride, um, I know the studio that you're working with um, often like publishes short films in um, French or English. And I'm wondering if it was really important for you to have this film in Spanish as opposed to another language.
2: Yes, I mean, well, I just wanted to also take the chance to say that uh, the film was made by uh, by a lot of people and directed uh, by me and Alfredo and Marline, which are my uh, two uh, co-directors in, in the film. And one is from India and, and Alfredo and Marline is from the Netherlands. So we are from three different parts of the world trying to make a film in France. So for us, it was a little bit like that was, a, I guess, a breaking point to kind of uh, connect with the characters in a way. And but what was very important, uh, it was that if, like, try to make it honest. So for me, if we would have done it in another language, taking place in Mexico, would be a little bit dishonest. Not too much in 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 as a patriotic thing, but more as a, as a you know, it, it just makes sense. <laughs> if, I, if, I will, if I would have made a film in, uh, about France, I, will, I would have made it in, 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 in French, of course. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's, but what is very nice, actually, I could say that that's in a personal level, I feel very proud because, uh, I, I mean, this is the first film in the history of the school that uh, in Spanish. And that's very important uh, for me as animator, uh and I I think it's it's in a in a way opens that door to just to to keep on doing those kind of things so I think that that makes me happy the fact that I, that, that I is in Spanish
0: yeah definitely um and can you also you know with that Um, intentional choice also can you tell us about the colors in the film especially the cool blue and you know the very blood red that appears throughout the film um can you tell us a little bit, yeah about that contrast and like why you highlighted those colors
2: yes um well the initial idea it was that we wanted to have a very desaturated palette at the beginning and kind of no, wait, I'm wrong. We wanted to make like a very rich palette at the beginning, you know, showing all the nature and all of these things, and then try to make it a little bit less and less and less as the sickness of the character was evolving. So in a way of conveying, like you know, like when you are painting and you have a palette, you are, you know, like you, you are running out running out of blue or red or whatever color. So you have to use other colors and you, you are you know going a little bit abstract with the colors. So that was the original idea. Uh, but at the end, we went more for an idea that, especially in the, in the middle, you have a, a little montage where you see several days passing by in different scenarios. So we wanted to, to have a specific palette for every scenario. So I, there, there's a, a little part where you see that it's raining and so it's very gray. And we don't use those colors in any other part of the film for you to feel it that way, right? So, so it, it, it was more about like assigning those things uh, for each sequence. And uh, for the red thing, uh i guess it was more about trying to convey the alarm um, i don't know like chaotic stuff that is happening and yeah so that was uh, basically uh, what we wanted to do but actually what the the idea of removing colors uh, made it to the end because at the end it's just red and and blue and that's it
1: (laughs) yeah i i definitely now that you're saying that i totally saw that like especially in the scene where the woman throws the food up to them while they're on the train. Um, Yeah. That, I just thought that was so beautiful. And I remember like thinking at the time, Oh, these are different colors, but just not totally registering. Um, And I guess kind of on that note, I feel like a lot of the, I mean, the main characters, obviously, but every element of the story has like a deep kind of emotional feel to it. And how did you, work to make sure that um, the viewer could really connect with the characters. Did you have to work at that or did that just come naturally?
2: Uh, uh, do you mean like uh, like how did we make the, the characters to connect with the audience? In- yeah, like, like did them?
1: you intentionally kind of um, sketch out the characters to be relatable to an audience or did you just make the characters and just see if people related to them or not?
2: <laughs> well. I think uh, I will say that the, the, the character we invested more time in thinking, it was Wayawa, uh, which is the, the protagonist. And we try to make a character that at the beginning you might not like uh, because of the, you know, the way he is, he's always like grumpy and and uh, saying bad words and all. <laughs> um, and the challenge was to make you fall for him at the end. So that was kind of like the thing that we wanted to, to test and to try. So we deliberately said, okay, at the beginning, he's going to be like an asshole, you know, and, <laughs> uh, but at some point you have to show that, uh, he has a heart or that he's trying to, to, like that, that that his personality is a bit more complex than that, because uh, that was I I would say in a philosophical way that was something that that is very interesting uh, in a for me and I know for Alfredo and Marlene as well that mm, that sometimes people do bad things for good reasons you know and 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 even though I know that that it's very complex that subject you know like with the with the law and everything and, and with morals and and whatever and why not but especially the complexity of this subject in in, in, in real life it invites uh, for these kind of things to happen for example there's a lot of people from south america and and also from mexico that they are basically trying to escape from gangs you know it's not even like the cliche is that that, that uh, they're trying to find a job or that they're trying to help their family, which is true in, in a lot of cases. But there's others where they're just running out from 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 this gang stuff and, and organized crime. I mean, uh, in uh, Honduras, there's there's something well known that when kids they turn fourteen or something like that, they have basically two choices, is, which is becoming a gang member or getting killed by, by saying no. So a lot of times they, they say, okay, my third option is to go on this train and, and try to see if there's something at least a little bit better than this, right? So when you put that into the mix, then you get a very complex personality, which is a person that is making something illegal and bad, but then in a human way is like, well, what do you want them to do? You know, like what, what, what's the option? So uh, I think uh, that's very interesting uh, for me. So I, I was, I don't know. I, it's interesting, I guess.
0: And like even with like the ending, which ended on like a really sad note, because you know towards the end you do like you forget that he was an asshole, um, <laughs> and you really like connect with the character. So. Why did you choose you know, such like a tragic ending instead of like, oh, like they sacrificed this and they made it?
2: Well, it, it, that's a, a little bit uh, multi-layered uh, issue because one thing that uh, we thought, okay, you, we, they cannot make it because if they make it, that means that that's a success. You know, so in, in, like in a, in a way we're saying that the answer, or the success for people is to keep on doing until they make it. So we didn't want it to encourage anyone, uh, you know, like by, by doing this thing, like, and try to reach uh, the, the, the border and everything. So, but I think even though it's a sad ending in terms of facts, I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, success, it's, a it's a tragedy, but it's a success in that tragedy because uh, everybody i mean dupita and guayaba they they got what they wanted in a way or wh- what they needed not too much what they wanted right because guayaba he wanted the money but he needed something that that could make him change you know so to to become more human and and to remember how was to be more like a good person or a, or a human or care about someone else so that's what happened at the end for him but he dies right so in, in paper he's bad but it's bad but uh, in terms of the arc of the character is good because he succeeds succeed. and uh, for Lupita she wants to reach America you know to find uh, the family and everything but actually that's not what she needs what she needs is to maybe also to to find that that's not a solution necessarily like to reach America because uh, again, there's a, another political aspect of it. Like a lot of people or kids, they, they reach their goal. It's not like they're living a good life. You know, they, they, a lot of times they cannot find a job. They get deported, exploded and, and the, for the kids is worse. So actually we were trying to put another option that uh, maybe the answer is maybe not making it. It's, it's not the end of the world, you know, um, and, and, and yeah, I will say that that's kind of what we were trying to do with it.
1: I also saw um, that you did some of the music composition or I think all the music composition for the project in terms of like arranging. Um, what was that process like? And did you know at the beginning of the project that you also want to um, handle the music?
2: No, well, first uh, I didn't do all the music. I just did uh, the song of the montage. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, at the beginning we didn't knew about the song. It was that was something that that uh, appeared in the in the production. Actually, towards the end of the of the animatic, you know, when we are trying to put all the film in a sketch form to to see if it's working or not, and we had. Other versions where there was no montage and there was like days passing by, but it was too long. And 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 we I remember a point that I still had work to do, I still had scenes to put, and it was like already too long. And I was imagining oh, we cannot like we're not gonna finish this thing. There's no way. So one person from the school, Cecile Bolander, she suggested, why? don't you make a song you know what maybe it's a good idea and and uh and we said oh it sounds like a good idea but who's gonna make that song (laughs) we were so busy so uh yeah it was and we tried to 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 find a person to make a song but it was so difficult because we were at France so there was not too many Mexicans that, that we could find, that, or, or or musicians that they know the music, that uh, Mexican music like that. So basically, yeah, we I had to do it, and it was good at the end because we used it as as device for for deliver some dialogue that wasn't possible in other form. You know, because the people that is in the background they never speak, and if you pay attention to the lyrics. That's the voice of them, basically. Like like if you had a scene where where Lo and Lupita interact with them, those are the things that they will say, you know. So, but we didn't have time. So so that was uh, a way to put that information in the song. And I I will say that, you know, for people that they don't know this music general, I always try to explain it as, uh, which is, uh, it's a corrido. It's called corrido in Mexico. And there's so many variations of it, but it's kind of like, a, you know, this rhythm of a ballad, uh, but it's always, or mostly sad. It, it, the way I explain it is like, it's like a Mexican blues, <laughs> basically. So they're always speaking about bad things, uh, love, you know, broken hearts uh, job and, and that kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah. We, we were imagining oh, yeah maybe they're listening to this kind of music and yeah what about this and we used to that
0: no that's super awesome i feel like you're always put in positions where you are like do this and you're like okay <laughs> yeah. do it <laughs> yeah
2: i guess i'm doing this <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then you succeed so um yeah and i guess like when you were just talking about like time as people who like don't really know like, animation timeline like what were you kind of racing to like what was the deadline to get done and how long did the whole like process take from like pre-production to like post-production and like making changes yeah
2: yeah I'm the worst to 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 answer this because I will (laughs) tell you my reality and it's not something that you should follow because for (laughs) me time is relative (laughs) especially in animation so but the film was supposed to be done I think if I don't If I'm not mistaken, I think like in 10 months, but we actually took 12 or something, maybe even 13, I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, because it it evolves always and it changes. And, you you know, in, in the middle of the production, problems appear that you never imagined that you will have and also solutions. So it's very, you can plan and plan and plan and plan. But no matter what happens, it's gonna change. So it's kind of like trying to plan and improvise at the same time in a in an organized chaotic thing, I will say. So yeah, I think in pre-production we took a lot of time. Uh, I will say maybe around four months, which is me, which means uh character design, story, storyboard, animatic, uh, visual development, all this pre-stuff. And then production, I will say maybe, I don't know, like around six months or something like that. So it was way more. Um, And then for for post-production, it was very, very, very fast because we don't have too much uh, rendering. It's very flat and it's very simple. But uh, I think in one month, I remember we did all the post-production, color correction, credits, and yeah, I think one month for, for post-production years.
1: Yeah, and you just talked about how there were always these issues coming up, which made it take longer. Could you give us an example of like what one of those problems was and how you solved
2: it? Uh, sure, I mean let, let me think, oh Jesus uh, well, the song is one, you know the song is definitely one, but I will say let me think Well at some point we wanted to have, okay, yeah, this is a very good one. So you, you were talking about the, the, the lady that, that throws the, the food to the characters, right? So at some point there was a plan to have a full sequence to explain who these people are, because that's also a real thing. Uh, those, thing uh, those people, uh, they have this organi- organization. Uh, it's called La Patrona which is a group of ladies that they have been doing this for, I guess now like 30 years, which is just making food out of their own pockets and throw those food, that food uh, to, to the train for the people. And uh, you know, sometimes they offer shelter to these uh, people that they travel on the train. So since we knew that he he will uh, throw Lupita from the train, we said, okay, what's going to happen to her? Because she needs to, to be okay right so we said okay she's gonna end up there and then how are we gonna explain that she ended up there okay so we made a full sequence where you see her in that that place being well and everything so actually it was uh, this way so you will see the scene of the foot appearing in the film so for for people that they are not familiarized with this, it will be like what the hell, right? Like what, what is, what what is this? It's just like a miracle, which is it, it is a miracle. So then at the end you will make the connection or a full circle when we explain what what the, what that thing is, but we didn't have the time to do that. So what we did is to put that scene, and then at the end during the credits we put a little bit of that. So actually for people that, that, especially Mexican people or people that know about this, they immediately relate that, uh, oh, okay, okay, so she is with the, with the patronas now. And we, we kind of stay with the idea of the people that they don't know about them, they just need to know that she's okay, right? But the people that know about this issue immediately will know that. Or if, if you if you want to research about it, you will find it. You know, like if you type, I don't know, lady throwing food to the train, you will find all about them. So actually, in and, and the image where Lupita is uh, walking in, in, in the credits, there's a pink wall. That is a very iconic wall of, of, of that house. So yeah, so I will say that's that's an example of it.
0: Our last question would just be like, what is some advice you would give to like students and young people interested in animation?
2: Mm. Well, I will say the sooner you know that it's gonna be a lot of work and that it's going to be a lot of no's and a lot of, um, I would say, it's a very slow process in every aspect of it. I mean, not, I'm not talking about making a film, but also to learn how to animate, to learn how to write, to learn how to make a storyboard and all of that. It's very slow, but it's not impossible. It's way beyond impossible. So, but why I'm saying this is because it's very easy to get discouraged because it's so hard. So I think the sooner you know that it's just slow, and it takes a lot of drawings and it takes a lot of effort or not. A, well, yeah, effort, but I mean, it takes, it's just tiring. The, 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 the sooner you know that it's going to be like that, the easier it becomes to, okay, yeah, well, this is supposed to be like this. So it's fine. I'm, I'm fine. And you just keep on going and, and you'll get there. But thank no, you I think so that much.
0: Applies. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to say, I think that applies to a lot of um, like art things too, which is yeah. yeah.
2: Nice. yeah it sucks i wish it, it would be like super fast
0: <laughs> but also some people say they're like it's good that you don't know how hard it is because if you knew how hard it is then you would be too scared to even try it yeah <laughs>
1: definitely well thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it such a beautiful film really really enjoyed it as well um do you have any projects that you're working on now that you'd like to share or just the film for now
2: well, yes. I mean, I'm working as an animator right now in a studio that is called Studio La Cachette here in Paris. And uh, we are I am in the project of uh, Primal from Agendi Tartakovsky as uh, an animator. And also I'm writing uh, another project that I cannot say too much right now, but uh, I hope uh, sooner is going to be a good time for it.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll be looking out for all of that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really you. appreciate it.
2: Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's Very, very fun.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Ram and check out um, the film La Bestia on YouTube. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com or on our weekly newsletter, The Q. See you next week.